Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. Listening to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. Um, here, well, I won't start over again. We can include that. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> guys, I'm uh, this is Aaron McGathy, uh, host of This Feels Terrible, uh, five foot ten, size nine and a half shoe. I, uh, I am feeling really happy and content and wonderful. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, to share that with you. That's a total, that's, that's, uh, that's my, that's my feeling. Uh, there's a lack of terrible feeling and I don't know if it's because Mercury is in retrograde or because I'm really happy in my relationship or like excited about things career wise. I don't know what it is, but I feel, uh, present and awesome and great and terrified that that feeling is going to go away. Uh, if anybody has any tips on how to stay happy, please email me at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. Um, this week on the podcast, uh, I have my, my guest is someone who I, someone whose work I've admired for a long time, um, who is so funny and prolific and smart and cool and kind. And we just sat by the fire and had a great, a great long chat. And it's, uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. His name is DC Pearson, everybody, uh, the author of The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Never Had To, and the forthcoming novel, young adult novel, Crap Kingdom, which is coming out a week from today. And you can pre-order it. And there are, there are all these, uh, all, the, all these benefits to doing that, which you'll hear about later on in the show. So check that out. He's also a member of Derek Comedy. And he does a ton of shows around town. He, you can see him, uh, walking to Gelson's on Franklin pretty frequently. He has long hair and a beard. He's a great guy, great energy, perfect person, uh, to come into this, uh, to this, this cloud of content, cloud of contentment. <laughs> see guys, I'm it's like subconsciously, I'm trying to make it end. Um, he's the, he was, a, he was a perfect, uh, guest for that. Definitely just yes anded my, uh, my content feelings. Um, so without further ado, here's my interview with DC Pearson. Go show. But yeah, so I was like in sixth grade when my romantic love systems kind of like came online. Mm -hmm. And rather than uh, wait for the right person to come along, my body just decided to like feel that way. Like it was like showing off. Right. Like this is the thing we can feel now. <laughs> Check it out. Ollie. Um, and Ollie. Uh, and it just like shot this like ray of like sixth grade infatuation outward from my chest. Mm -hmm. And whoever it hit was going to just feel the full force of my super amateur attempts at liking somebody. Like it could have happened like on the school bus and I would have waited 
after all the other kids got off. Just trying to think of something clever to say to my fat 50-year-old female bus driver to make her love me forever. <laughs> it could have happened in the classroom and hit the chalkboard and I would have been like, oh, Napoleon, good one, chalkboard. See you tomorrow. I'll bet. So so were, were attractions have, I'm sorry, I've interrupted Not you. at all. Were, were, uh, were those attractions really happening randomly or was it just any woman? No, well, they didn't. They, it, it, it could have hit anything. Like it could have hit my Super Nintendo, but I already felt that way about my Super Nintendo. <laughs> Instead, it hit, uh, it hit Ashley Overholt. Mm. And it hit her like super hard. <laughs> and uh, and I remember the moment that it happened, I was just like I was sitting like doing the dishes, which was like one of the few chores that I uh, that I had to do to earn money that I would then blow on Magic the Gathering cards as many awesome. as I could get my hands on. And uh, and this feeling just like washed over me that was like, holy crap. I'm so in love with Ashley Overholt. Like I'm so, so in love with <laughs> Ashley Overholt. And uh, you drop your dish and you, I dropped, up. thankfully it was plastic. Yeah. It was like a <laughs> land before time cup from like the early nineties for like a pizza hut giveaway. Awesome. And uh, I was like, so what am I, what am I going to do? What do I, what do I do with this embarrassing like sixth grade infatuation? And so I went into class the next day and I, we were coming in from like recess or whatever. And I knew Ashley pretty well because she was like also one of the, she was one of the only other kids in this like gifted and talented program that we'd both been in since like second grade for like advanced reading comprehension kids. But so we were coming in from recess and I just like stopped Ashley Overholt in her tracks and I, I just went, how did you do it? <laughs> and she was like, what? Sweetly, nicely, and no way as creeped out as she should have been or soon would be. And so I said it again. I was like, how did you do it? Oh, and she was like, I gotta go, bye. And she just went and sat down. She had not known what I had meant by that. Right. And I barely knew what I meant by that. But now I know thinking back on it, what I meant and what I meant was like, how, how did you do it? How have you taken up residence so swiftly in my head. How is it that I feel a way about you that I've only ever felt about the X-Files Jillian Anderson? How is it that I am convinced that we're going to be in love all throughout middle school and all throughout high school until like we reach the ripe old age of 20? Like 20, what's that? We'll probably both have beards. And at the age of 20, we will move to Seattle, mm. a city with which my obsession is as completely overwhelming and completely arbitrary as my obsession with you. <laughs> Ashley Overholt. Anyway, she did not know what I meant. She went and, and, and sat down. And now at this point in the story, it is important that you know that I was really into a, a band called The Refreshments. I don't know if you remember them. They're no. like a one hit wonder from from Tempe, Arizona. They had one song on MTV, which is how I, I found out about them, even though I was actually from Arizona as well. Um, and in the song, the lyrics mention um, Captain Jean-Luc Picard mm -hmm. like from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really stoked because I was like, oh, this will be like they're mentioning Star Trek. I, that's a gateway for me. Like this will be the perfect musical methadone to like wean me off of Weird Al <laughs> and into adult music. Right. So I'm like, this is great. I totally love this band. But I hadn't done enough dishes to like save up enough money to actually go and buy the CD. Mm -hmm. So I went on my family's like home PC, like, you know, 486, whatever, uh, probably like two gigabytes in that thing. Chilling, maybe one, one, two gigabytes. And I went on like America online, like mm -hmm. modem noise, modem noise, modem noise. And, um, and I went and I started reading like record reviews of this album to like get stoked about it because I knew I was going to love it. <laughs> and in one of the becoming then like the person that I still am to this day. And, and 
in one of the reviews it had like the lyrics to like one of their other songs that I hadn't heard yet but another right. song from the album like it had quoted some of the lyrics and I was so excited that I wrote in my head like the melody of how I thought the song would go so I was like now I know two of their songs this is great even though I had just written the melody to those like led that little snippet of lyrics myself Aww. and uh then a couple days later we're in class and I'm sitting at Ashley Overholt's like table we're doing like worksheets or whatever and I like listen in and I realize that she's singing those lyrics. Like she's kind of singing absentmindedly to herself and she's singing those lyrics from that song to what I presume to be the song's actual like melody. Right. And so I was like, how do you, how do you know about them? The refreshments, right? How do you know about them? And she's like, oh, my dad has their CD. Whoa. Yeah. And it was just like, boom, like destiny. Yeah. Like Ashley Overholt, you're, you're pretty, mm -hmm. you're smart. You're blonde, and I like the same music as your dad. This, that's the best. That's all I've ever wanted before, before or since. So I was like, okay, I got to do something. I got to like make this. This is destiny calling. Like I have to, I have to answer the call. And so I was like, oh, I know. I'll write her a note. Right. Right. Like yeah. let's establish a paper trail. Let's get this all you know documented. Let's have it all be above above board. Uh, for maximum embarrassment purposes. So I went home and I like wrote her this really long note just using like every vocabulary word I've ever ever learned being in like sure. my bootleg gate program, my like <laughs> off brand, you know, Kirkland signature brand gate program. And uh, and I put it all in there and it was so embarrassing. I don't have it anymore because I just wrote it on loose leaf paper. So it's not like I had it on a computer or whatever. It was just trust me that it was super duper embarrassing, although in fairness, not as embarrassing as a time when I was in high school and a friend of mine wrote a note to a girl in which he compared his heart to a eagle. <laughs> right. Think about how articles work. Great. You're good. But it was super embarrassing. And I just folded it up and I was like, it's perfect. And I took it into school the next day, just like this, like grenade of emotion that I could just like distribute at will. Yeah. And I went up to her desk when we're coming in from recess and before she sits down, I just plop it down and I just Powerful. walk away. Cool. Yep. Walked away. And, uh, and I didn't hear anything from her for like a day. And I didn't hear anything did you, for like, did a, you watch her read it or she, did you see her pick? It I up? think she picked it up and read it later. Okay. I don't think I watched her like read it. Um, although I'm sure I was like, you know, I was clocking her for sure. <laughs> If she had read it, I would have known, but I don't remember her reading it right then and there, but I didn't hear anything. I was like, okay, she's going to read it later. She's really going to have time to take it in, probably sit by the fire with like some brandy and really just sort of Certainly. mull it over. Call right? her parents. In. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be like, guys, I, I love this guy. Yeah. This is going to be my new husband, <laughs> um, my sixth grade husband. Um, and uh, I didn't hear anything for like a week. And in my head, I'm like, well, that can go either way, right? Like, sure. Okay. Maybe she's like so creeped out by me that she's never going to talk to me all throughout middle school or high school or ever again. Sure. If you want to be cynical. Right. But like, maybe she's so overwhelmed by the beauty of this note that she doesn't feel like her sixth grade writing skills are fully adequate to respond. Sure. So maybe for all I know, she well, has like a whole... feeling so overwhelming. Exactly. As, as, as they overwhelm me, maybe she even dropped her land before time plastic <laughs> pizza hut giveaway cup in the, in the sink when she, when she was so overtaken by this emotion. Um, I didn't know. And so I had to find out. So I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, I know. I'll call her on the telephone. Whoa. That's the last medium of communication left to right. me. Right. I am hadn't been invented yet. 
And uh, so I, I went home and I like looked her up in the community directory and there was only one Overholt in there. And by the way, podcast listeners, that is her real name. Don't be weird about it. <laughs> um, and uh, and I picked up the phone and I dialed and it rings and rings and rings. And then it goes to voicemail and it's her dad being like, hey, you've reached the Overholts. <laughs> I love the refreshments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be jamming in the garage. And in my head, I'm like, yes, yes. You're going to be my father-in-law. So it's going to be awesome. We'll jam together. Refreshments cover band. The re-refreshments. Um, and <laughs> the re-refreshments. The aperitifs. The, ooh. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Does that work? The tapas. The tapas. <laughs> I think it does. Um, and so I like, it's like, boop. And I like leave a message. I'm like, hey, Ashley, it's DC. <laughs> like for whatever reason, like when your did voice you just goes like to Hulk a whole Hogan different place. I did. I was like, hey, brother. <laughs> I'll see, Ashley, I'll see you at SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, and I hang up and I'm like, I should probably call her again. So I pick up the phone. I dial. Rings, rings, rings. Goes to voicemail. Pick it up. Dial. Rings. I call her maybe like six times. Conservatively. Right. You know. Yeah. Just to be safe. It's not like I leave a message every time. I'm not a crazy person. So finally I go back in the kitchen or the back in the living room and I'm watching TV. I'm watching the Disney afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Gargoyles. Yeah. I'm watching Aladdin. Yeah. And somewhere I think probably in the middle of Gargoyles, I just thought to myself, oh, well, if these Gargoyles... They're brave enough to live in modern day Manhattan, even though they grew up in Baroque times. Mm-hmm. I should be brave enough to call Ashley Overholt again. Okay, cool. I'm going to call her. So I get up. I go back in the kitchen. I reach for the phone on the wall. And right as I'm reaching for it, it rings. <gasps> and I pick it up. Oh, my God. And I'm like, hello. And there's a female voice on the other end. that's like, DC. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, hey, it's Ashley. And I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> My voice dropping to an octave where it has never been before. No sense. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, it's me. It's me, Luke Perry. <laughs> or however Luke Perry talks. I don't know how Luke Perry talks, really. That's just how I imagined he talk, I su- talked, I suppose. And uh, and she was like, stop calling me. Oh. And I just don't say anything. And then she's like, stop staring at me in class. Oh, boy. Now, hold on. Before you feel too bad for me, Aaron, I did stare at her in class. Right. I stared at her in class all the time, yeah. but no one had ever told me like, oh, when you look at someone, they can see they can you, see you yeah. looking at them. <laughs> you think it's like a one way transaction. <laughs> but I was, as I said, I was clocking the shit out of her all the time because I was like, maybe I'll see the change on her face when she like decides that she's going to love me back or whatever. And I just don't say anything after that. And she's like, you know, I have a boyfriend, right? Whoa. Yeah, I know. Howling, but in, fair, in fairness to her, in fairness to her, I totally knew she had a boyfriend. Whoa! <laughs> well, because I, when I decided to start lead. liking her, I asked around about her. <laughs> like she was like the new kid at school, even though I'd known her for a million years. I was like, "Hey, what do you know about this? Uh, what do you know about this Ashley Overholt chick?" And uh, and somebody told me, "Oh yeah, she got she got a boyfriend." But in my head, I'm like, what's really a boyfriend? Like, we're in fucking sixth grade. Like, yeah, what do people yeah. really do besides, like, your parents drop you off at the movies and they pick you up afterwards and then you go home, right? Right. Oblivious to the fact that people were probably already fucking <laughs> putting each other's genitals in each other's genitals <laughs> all the time. Um, but, <laughs> you know. Um, putting, I, but, sorry. No, putting each other's genitals into each other's genitals mm-hmm. doesn't conjure 
sex. No. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, like everyone sound has like purses like an, between their legs. Right. Or like genitals are like marbles. I feel like it kind of sounds like I'm like an alien. <laughs> it does. It does sound, you're right. In that context, it does sound like a weird like 80s cartoon show that they were just trying to use to sell more toys. <laughs> genitals. Collect them all. Um, I put mine and inside some of, of us are trying to collect them all. Uh, <laughs> but I had heard that her boyfriend, she was dating this kid named Eric who had like a fucking cool looking pompadour. Oh, cool. Boy. Like Stussy shirts, Jenko jeans. Yeah. You know how it was. Yeah. I big dog. was not big dog. No fear. Nope. Probably not. Not not a lit. He was a big dog. Probably didn't wear big dogs T-shirts because those guys, I feel like the guys wearing big dogs were in fact big right. dogs a little bit. Right. Um, you know, not for nothing. Uh, but uh, and big dogs, if you're listening, the company, I want to work for you because I want to come up with all kinds of uh, uh, puns for you. Dog related puns. I feel like I can put you back on the map. No worries. I wonder if big dogs still around. I don't think, I so. think they are. Really? I think they are. I, th- I, I think I Googled it earlier this year when I was maybe thinking about going in a different direction. with stuff. <laughs> uh, you can always there's always work at big dogs. Um, but I so she's like, you know, I have a boyfriend, right? And my my mouth just kind of ran ahead of my mind because I didn't know what to say. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah, know, yeah. but you can't just like say like, oh, uh, yeah, but whatever. That's stupid. Uh, I did it anyway. Like, like I just had to say something and I just kind of got caught up in the movie of the moment. So what I elected to say was as follows in this tone of voice. Do you think I don't know that? Oh, boy. The movies has ruined kid romances. Right. <laughs> well, not just do you think I don't know that, but I followed that up with. <laughs> do you think I don't? care <laughs> right i don't know what that means i had nothing though i had no content i just had like feeling i just had like i need to be you know in this in this movie right now say something like grown-ups would say so i was like do you think i don't know that oh god do you think i don't care and she was like yep yeah, whatever bye <laughs> and she hangs up and now man yeah, so I feel like if somebody did that to you, right, you would probably not talk to them all throughout the rest of middle school, and then and then you would go to different high schools, and you would never talk to them again. Well, I don't. I mean, it's hard to put myself under her. Shoes. Right, I'm, I'm more right. of a DC. Many myself. have tried. Right, <laughs> <laughs> there are two types of people in this world. There's the Ashleys and there's the DCs. And man, if you're a DC, do I sympathize with you? But then again, if you're an Ashley, I sympathize with you too because there are people like me out there being creeps. <laughs> Is clocking the fuck out of you in sixth grade, not knowing that people can see you when you look at them. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Well, so, so did she not talk to you ever again? Is that is that what you're trying to say? I mean, there's or not sort what of you're a, trying to say, but it's no, like, no, no. I mean, at that point, we didn't we didn't speak for for many years, and there was sort of we sort of reconnected years later, and that's sort of like the that that what ended up happening is kind of the like coda to that to that show um, right. that I'm going to be like putting up online soon, hopefully if people pre-order enough books of mine, but uh, but. But yeah, so that was kind of like, it's not just my romantic origin story because it happened first. It also is because mm-hmm. it sort of summed up how a lot of things would would yeah. go. And so everything that would happen after that was either a reenactment of that or a perhaps too zealous move to like counter that and try to be someone right. different, try to be not that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 of course. That's funny. That is a, yeah, I definitely, I definitely was a DC. I did a lot (laughs) of like, it's so funny, like certain kids and I don't know if it's like, like, maybe, maybe uh, really, 
I don't know, really creative or like imaginative kids think like, well, if I put these certain pieces together, if right. I do this thing, if I if I'm smart about this and I present this a certain way, and also I f- everyone feels <laughs> if like I lay I, out a case. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, every everyone feels this, especially when you're a kid. Like I no, but I love you. Like don't right. you understand? Like this is a real thing for me. So right. how could it possibly? Not how could you not see it? Does it make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I feel like yeah, it's like uh, yeah, I feel like when you're. Like you're saying, like a, a sort of imaginative or creative or sensitive, all those things. Well, first of all, all those adjectives are just synonyms for for creepy. But um, <laughs> but Lonely. when you are, yeah, one of those kids, I think you think exactly what you're describing, where you're like, well, it needs to be like really elaborate mm-hmm. and it needs to be a big show. But once I do that, the sort of natural, narratively dictated conclusion of that is... Then we're together, whatever right, that means. Right. And you never, especially if you're one of those kids, I don't think you really think about what being together actually means, what the actual implications of that are. I think you just think sure. like, and then we'll be, and then we'll fly off like, you know, in a yeah. car, like, like Greece. Well, it also um, means that we also, you know, loved romance. Yeah, and I, I, and, exactly. and, I, and I, I would guess that you are probably still like that same, you're still romantic yeah for sure i mean i i, I you I, are I, dressed I, like a cherub right now <laughs> yeah you guys <laughs> a little misdirected you guys can't see it yeah i am uh i it looks like DC, i came down from the sistine Chapel. i have a boyfriend i'm not after you i'm after dustin <laughs> oh man i was I was, I was no i was throwing up i wanted you to say the creepy oh, uh, you think i don't right. know that you're God right no totally all right uh, let's take, can we take it again um, just for yep, this yep 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 uh dc i have a boyfriend do you think i don't know that <laughs> And then I just shoot you with a right. little arrow, a little, like, a little like a real arrow. Um, but um, but yeah, I think and you, you so you think it has to be all of these steps. You think mm-hmm. you have to do say anything. And then what you don't realize is like the most effective things are shit that like the dumb kids are doing where they're just like, hey, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, hey, 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 okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Exactly. It's like it's like the we think that the text of it matters like so much. Yeah. Like the words and the the details of it matter so much when you're really you're right. It's just like as long as there's one person going like and then another person going, then that's it. Yeah. And then sex occurs. Um, (laughs) Genitals inside a genitals. Precisely. Collect them all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's it's so funny. I I wish I could say to myself when I was a kid, and I'm pretty sure my parents tried to tell this to me, which was, uh, you know, you are absolutely powerless at this age. Like, cause it's so, it's so shallow, especially when you're, you're kids. It's like, like either like you're, you're like, oh, I like the little redheaded girl. Right. Or you don't. And it's not like there, there are no, there, like no one's like, well, he's a lawyer. Like he's good on paper, you know, give it a try. Go to re- walk around recess with him just once, you know, right, like right, just right, see, right. see if you fall in love with him. Yeah. Or you know, when you're, you're a kid, it's like, well, I mean, popularity has a lot to do with it. Sure. Maybe like, Hey, you know, give him a chance. He's captain of the basketball team. I or guess. Like, I don't yeah, know. I have a, I have a similar, I have a similar story when I was in the seventh grade. Please. I was sorry. Oh, please. I was just, Oh, I thought you said AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> Your cat got AIDS all over my head. Yeah, I heard AIDS. Um, I'm always hearing AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. AIDS. <laughs> Remember to say AIDS and thank you. <laughs> I refuse to get tested. So maybe I'm just uh... <laughs> That might be it. That might have something to do with it. I have a lot of sex in uh, trash cans and I refuse to get okay. tested. Yeah, that's right. yeah, fine. You know, Did you, know you make Oscar your own was, fun. Oscar was patient zero. What? Many people don't know that. Oscar the Grouch, patient zero. 
I watched that How to Survive a Plague documentary. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I didn't know that Oscar was like, we lost a whole generation of grouches. Yeah, it's so terrible, sad. terrible, it's so really sad. sad. Yeah, man. Um, well, <laughs> I was just thinking. So about you were it. saying, sorry, you have. Yeah, oh, no, it was, um, uh, sorry. Um, so when I was in the when I was in the sixth grade, I met a boy named Matt Sweeney, mm-hmm. real name, uh, and and just real name, no gimmick, no gimmick. Well, you you said Ashley Overhaul. This right. is also a real totally. name. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they the best though? Like the full names, you just yeah. hear them, and you just hear. The person, yeah, I you feel say, like. yeah. yeah, especially exactly. a- Ashley Overhaul. That's a great name. Great name. Matt Sweeney was uh, tall and uh, he had a huge head, blonde, um, and he was uh, he was a, a musician. He was okay. a piano player, and he sang and was in all the plays. And I uh, and he was very like. He was very like like snippy and kind of mean, and I, I had this huge, <laughs> huge, huge crush on him. Right, and I, you know, I kind of like asked around, like, what's what's this guy's deal? Mm-hmm. And and he always had like girlfriends off and on, and then we became friends. And I, um, I had I like it had gotten back to him that I liked him because I was at a I was at a sleepover and I was talking to these girls who right. ended up they, they didn't actually like me but invited me to the sleepover sure. for some reason and they're like Aaron who do you like who do you like and I was oh, like no. oh Matt Sweeney oh, and no. then they're like ah, let's call him and then called him and told him and I'm sitting there oh. so he knew and then the next right. day I had to go through a like he came up to me and he's like hey just so you know I don't I don't like you you know oh god <laughs> okay oh, so, god. so that aside right. um we like in the and then seventh grade we became friends. Yeah. But I could and I couldn't let go of this crush and pretended that I didn't have this crush anymore. And I classic move. Yeah, classic. Um. So then I told him, like, gosh, I have this huge crush on someone. Talking about him, and I. What was the name of? Um, are, you, are you familiar with Paddington Bear? Sure. Right. So I I said, well, I'm not going to tell you what his name is, but. His, oh, his code name, yeah, the nicknames. His code name is Paddington, yeah, right. And so then for for months and months, we would eat lunch together with right. a few other friends, like all the like drama ish, sure, nerd kids, My and yeah, and uh, and I would say, uh Paddington like really looked great today. Like he had a great shirt. Like talking about him, he's sitting mm. there for months. Or um, man, Paddington really makes me laugh. So what is the end goal of of this? Are you like trying to well, make him think that there's somebody else, or are you just, or is it just kind of? Excuse me, is it just kind of a thing where you're like, I'm just trying to, I'm just getting to tell you how much I love you without actually doing it. Yeah, I think a little of both. Yeah, I, I think it, if it, it was. For me at that time, as a 12-year-old, it was me, or 11, I guess, seventh grade, I, I was putting out that, I wanted to put out the energy that I love someone, and I wanted to give uh, him time to fall in love with me. Sure. You know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to give him yeah, the opportunity. you're like, hey, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. You're like, this is like the wire. Like, you yeah, got to sit down, yeah. really invest. <laughs> it pays off. The first couple episodes, you might not get into the rhythm of it, but like, just give it time. Just kind of let it wash over you. Look, humans love repetition. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I, <laughs> we and, do. Yeah. My, my my place in uh amongst those kids and in my middle school was as the uh when i was in the sixth grade i was very clumsy okay and so kids laughed when i fell down hmm. and then also very into weird al 
Sure. Um, you gotta kids, be. <laughs> yeah. Kids, kids laughed when I fell down. And so then I would fall down on purpose all the time. Oh, no. Would, like if we were running around, like doing the mile at school, I would like run into a pillar accidentally. So wait, so you started hurting myself. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like, and this is what I'm known for. It's yeah, a thing. It's my thing. Don't screw uh, this up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I need this. Oh man. Um, I, what if you were like secretly the most graceful person? Like you're like, <laughs> I think I'm going to write this into a movie called the night ballerina. <laughs> Where during the day she's clumsy and at night <laughs> secret ballet. She can't help it. The only way that I can be yep. enduring is what that's so funny. Um, no, it probably just made me even more, even more clumsy. Um, I was already clumsy and then I would do that and then I would get to school and I would always have a story that right. I made up. You know, on the bus where I was like, the craziest thing happened this morning. I stepped in a puddle and then I, oh. and everyone would just, everyone would wait to hear like how I like fuck so myself So you were like or, writing... Y- your own oral Ziggy cartoon, which you were Ziggy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or Kathy, I guess, more right. accurately. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I went, ack, because the <laughs> swimsuits were too small. Um, anyway, how was your morning? <laughs> yeah. Well, so so I like, I I had, um, I don't think they were really my friends, but they kept me around because they thought that it was, oh, they, they just thought it was f- like me. Uh, the, I, I was this. Uh, what's what's the Commedia dell'arte character? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, th- I was that guy. The buffoon, I guess. The buffoon. The I don't know something. Le- lethargio. The not lethargio, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Um, no one's like, come on, Aaron. Remember that Commedia dell'arte character. <laughs> People at home are screaming <laughs> through their Commedia dell'arte mask. Hey, Aaron. We love the show, but. Why you screw up, Aaron? Listen, it's me, Mario. We, and I uh, love this show because I'm an Italian uh, theater major. <laughs> um, yeah, so I that was my role, and that was why I was around. Um, but this guy, Matt Sweeney, was actually my friend. And I think a mm. few times I was like, you know, you don't have to do it. Because I'm pretty sure it was pretty transparent sometimes. Oh, no. But still, that was my thing. It was and something. Everybody's got to have their something. Everyone had to have their something. And then he started dating... There's this girl um, that we all knew because we also did theater outside of school. The same like we're in the same thing and uh, same after school program. There's this girl named Amber who was blonde and super pretty and the dumbest piece of garbage on the face of the planet. Like so, so, you know, it's tough for Amber's. Because <laughs> when there's a girl named mostly. Amber, first of all, they're all strippers. Well, when there's a girl named Amber, I'm not. This is not to say all Ambers are dumb. I know many smart Ambers. How many? Uh, I think I follow two on Twitter. Okay, okay. Uh, and then I've encountered some in real life as well. Um, oh no, I know like three or four. I know, I know a lot of smart Ambers. I'm, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap. But the problem is when there's a dumb girl named Amber, everyone immediately goes, "Oh yeah, of course." Right. Amber. You're what right. do you want? And I'm saying these smart Ambers are out there trying to work against the reputation that's been unfairly sort of uh, laid out for them by right. girls like the Amber you're describing. Right. Because it's when you said this dumb girl named Amber, I was kind of like, yep. And that's <laughs> not fair. Because I know more smart Ambers than I know yeah. dumb Ambers. And that's the, and I just got a rep for the smart Ambers the out the there. But you were saying, sorry. Right, right. Well, to the, there's this theme emerging on the show. Uh, sure. Theories about uh, names. Um, yes. For those of you who like listen to the Lindsay. Yes. Those of you who listen to the Lindsay Katai episode, I believe that Ambers are not as bad as Michelle's. But I think that they kind of buddy up. I think they can be friends. Mm. I think they're also, I think Amber and Michelle's probably are, 
uh, you're saying like, they're like a, neut- a certain amount of like neutrons or whatever. Like they have to like there has to be an amber and a Michelle. No, not to fully be like the balanced. Mm, no, no, no. It's not okay. balancing. I think that they they are uh, they're they're attracted to each other's okay. personalities. But I think that an Amber and a Michelle could hate each other more than any sure. two people on the planet. So either they're best friends or they are like ultimate enemies. The two most popular girls in my high school were named Brie Buxbaum Whoa. and Brooke <laughs> Burns. Brooke Burns? Yeah. What, Which Brooke is also was a famous person's name. Yeah, right. right. Not her. Okay. Different Brooke Burns. But they were both smoking hot. Yeah. But um, uh, w- one was like, uh, Brie was like uh, uh, brunette mm-hmm. and sort of more kind of like swarthy looking, like hot, kind of like gypsy hot. Right, right. Uh, gypsy hot. And then, and then uh, uh, Brooke was like super hot. Like traditional of blonde course, girl, yeah. and they were both super high she achieving. Never wore a bra. Both, uh, no bra. Okay. I think, I think <laughs> I was clocking the shit out of it. Um, I think probably a bra. Um, but they were so they were both like really high achieving, really like on a roll, everything after school, all right. the things, and then somewhere along the line, and I wasn't like popular enough to know why mm-hmm. they went from being like best friends, just inseparable, Rebels yeah. Bomb, Brooke Barnes, to just. Mortal, mortal enemies. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and then they ran against each other for class president in our senior year. I think, Whoa. I think Brie won. Yeah, which is unsurprising because I think Brie was a little like well, more willing to go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Brie was her own James Carville. Mm. <laughs> when you think about it, like she was really down and dirty. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting about those female friendships where it's like it's going great, going great, going yeah. great, or nothing. Well, you can. You Whereas can I feel like feel dudes it. are always at like a six. Right, right. Dudes are always right. like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, cool, yeah. cool. And then I think I think a lot of times female friendships, it's either at a, a, a 10 in terms of we love each other or a like negative 10 in yeah. terms of I, it's this is a, a holy war. It's it's brutal. Yeah, great. It's, I think like female friendships, um, and, and it's harder to like control this when you're in middle school and high school because you don't understand how to, right. how to navigate these things. No. But yeah, they, you know, if you see two women who are like in love with each other as friends, because mm. it does, it'll just keep on escalating where I think like guys kind of have a natural cap where they're exactly. like, all right, we kind of seen each other a little too much this week. And kinda, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. But women are like, yeah, let's hang out every second. Let's. Mm. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a good friend who does this all the time where she like, like really like befriends a new girl and then they have this gr- intense friendship. Friendship. Like a torrid and then a friendship breakup. affair, and then always like a huge breakup. Um, huh? Yeah, that's <laughs> and you know there there are there are female friends that I know and I've experienced this too where you can see it kind of like oh god if you guys were not best friends you would hate each sure. other and I think sometimes that that uh, bubbling hatred is what keeps friends together keeps it because, spicy yeah well well or no, they just no, they're like for their own terrified. mutual their own mutual like benefit they're yeah. like if this ever goes bad it's gonna then go it's so gonna be bad really bad wow. yeah so anyway so this girl Amber, huh. yes um who was the like i was never threatened by her because I, I was she was really she was dumb but also she was doing what i was doing with the falling down where she was i think naturally oh. like kind of dumb but was like everybody likes that i'm dumb so right really played playing it up, it up. Which I really, like, really... Everyone's trying to Urkel themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a special school. Um, (laughs) You know, we... I I was... He he had uh, this crush on her and then started going out with her. And it was so 
upsetting to me sure because he he was so smart and so talented and she was just such a she had a really annoying high-pitched voice and she was so dumb and I was really upset about it and I was like well you know I really need to need to let him know how I feel I mean I guess he just doesn't know like a year had passed since like that that Mm -hmm. slumber party thing so somehow I was like well you know that's expired now it's we're coming back around I um I made my mom take me to a bookstore and I got like a Paddington book, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And then wrote at the end of this long prescription, the uh, prescription <laughs> before Zex, and was one like, uh, <laughs> of <can> my boobs. <laughs> uh, sorry, you were saying I, uh, this. Uh, uh, what's what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, inscription. Inscription. Um, I wrote this long inscription, that was just like. You know, you've probably been wondering who Paddington right. is. Well, this is to my ah! Paddington. And, uh, you know, there are all oh, these no. moments when you. Oh, no. This, uh, oh, oh no, no, indeed. Oh, and it was the last day of school. Sure. It was last of day of course, school. last chance. Uh, Get it and in I there. know that I, I built it up like for a week, probably. Mm. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to tell him this week. And everyone's like, OK, great, great, great. Um, and then every day you're like, nope, not t- never mind. Not today. <laughs> abort. Abort. So I gave him this book. And I had said, I had said to him, I think I had called him the night before and said like, Hey, I need to talk to you after school, you know? Oh God. Sure. 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 Yes. 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 Oh God. Indeed. Um, And I gave him the book and before even opening it, like I handed it to him. It was clearly Paddington. I was like, well, here it is. Like thinking that it was going to be this huge moment where he was going to look down at it, see that it was Paddington be like, but wait, wait, me? No, right. but he, but you said that he was, you said that you loved, oh, I've made a big mistake. Right. Um, I got to break up with Amber, but instead he, he picked it up. He's like, yeah, I know. I know, Aaron. I know. And I was like, no, but you were Paddington the whole time. He's like, yes, I know. Oh. We all know. We all oh. know. And I was like, well, but do you like me? Or do you feel the same way? No, no, I don't. I have a girlfriend. Her name is Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Amber. She's like super dumb. <laughs> She's really dumb. She's yeah. so into how dumb she is. But, you know, someday when she's 28 years old, she's going to be a hostess at a TJ Fridays. Is that true? Probably. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I said, no, she was a delight. <laughs> Your eyes just filled with a real venom when you said that. Oh, yeah. um, she was a delight. She was so <laughs> That is, well, first of all, what is with, I feel like middle school and high school girls in the and 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 to a certain degree, adult women, what is with the fucking nicknames? <laughs> so many nicknames. I feel like, like that was or... one of the more, because I feel like another part of being a creative, imaginative, red, you know, jealous, uh, you know, creepy dude um, <laughs> was like one of the more, um, or just the sort of, and I, I do feel like it's one of the roots of jealousy or whatever, mm-hmm. is like feeling like you're on the outside of a thing. Right. And just that feeling of being like excluded in a weird way. You're like, oh, well, they're off doing that. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> um, and then whatever you're imagining them doing, be that whoever you're jealous of, be it in a career way or a relationship mm-hmm. way or whatever, is never they're over there doing it. And they're like, oh, this kind of blows. But in your mind, it's so great. Whatever it is, yeah. is so great and so much better than than whatever you're doing. Um, and a big I feel like a big function of that or a big uh, aggravator of that for me in in high, middle school and high school was the fucking nicknames. Yeah, because you're like you have these girls talking about like, oh, did you see uh, Presto in class today? No, I didn't <laughs> or whatever. And you're like, well, I don't know who that is. I want to know. 
but I know it's not a, it's not me. So you're right. like, part of you is hoping. So you mean like, you mean nicknames, especially for, oh, for yeah. guys, oh, like yeah, for strong sure. hands or right. like... strong hands, uh, <laughs> which I, they called me ironically, uh, cause I have the hands, the hands of a, not even a Muppet baby, but like a baby, <laughs> like well, sometimes they'll have like a Muppet hands? that's a baby. You know what I mean? Like a, like sometimes you see one of those. Um, oh, still to this hands? day, very, ooh, tiny. Oh, let me see your teeny hands. hands. Yeah, yeah, pretty small. Oh, no, those are fine hands. You think? Yeah. We have the same uh, size hands. Yes, they're do. not strong. Yeah, it's a lot of hard yeah. labor. I, well, I have kind of big hands. I have long, lovely piano fingers. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you and Sweeney they can do two-handed. Hands. Yeah, you guys can play whatever it is uh, uh, in a wished. piano bar, I dueling wished. piano bar. Yeah, the coda to that story is that he was Please. gay, and that we we continue to be friends for. Uh, huh. Man, I really blew that story <laughs> the way that I said. It. And he was gay for we, some reason. <laughs> when you said musically talented and mean, yeah, I wasn't immediately like, oh, he's definitely gay, but it it, it popped up. On my radar. Right. As an option. This was probably very inappropriate of my parents, but like when I was home crying over him. Right. The, <laughs> the, the 20th time that I did that. Yeah. Because they knew him because he was doing, you know, plays and, mm-hmm. and whatever else and was singing and was having piano sing-alongs at his house and, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever else. Um, there there yep. was one day when my, my parents were like... Or, or my dad or someone just out of exasperation was like, he's gay, Aaron. He's gay. <laughs> I was like, well, no, no, he's not. God, no, he's, no. he's a girlfriend. No, honey, you'll, you'll find out someday. These are wasted tears. It's fine. It's going to be fine. But he is gay. <laughs> oh, Maybe he man, doesn't that's know the yet, song that they gay. cut out of Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> uh, he was in He was in Bye Bye Birdie. Of course. Uh, yeah. was, he, was he Conrad? No, no, not like manly enough to be really? uh, Conrad. He was... Um, I mean, he he was one of the parents. <laughs> boring, boring answer. Uh, when we when I was in high school, because we continued to be friends, like right. got past that, and then continued to hang out. And when I was a sophomore in high school, I had moved to San Diego, and he came to visit me, and we went to an art museum for my birthday party um, because I'm not mm-hmm. uh, precocious at all. Yeah, no. Uh, we went to this art museum, and we were staring at this exhibit, which was uh, a guy getting dragged. Uh, with uh, by a car it was a video exhibit it looked like a guy was getting dragged by a car and then there was a mariachi band it was like cutting back and forth uh-huh. they were standing in this room looking at it and he uh he just he just told me that he had um he was like i'm 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 dating somebody i'm seeing somebody i was like oh cool what's what's her name and he was like no it's a it's a man and he's older than me and uh we've given each other blowjobs and i was like all right Okay, I think that was the. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what was the impetus there? Do you think it was, he was like it, he's in a mariachi band? <laughs> this just reminded me. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not retelling it very well. I feel like I, I may have like. <laughs> I, I think feel it was like great. I, I may have told the story on the podcast before, but it 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 was. I mean, that moment, that story is really a story about him starting to come out, sure, to his friends. But he just seemed. He was like. I mean, no, he, we must have been like 16 or 17 or something, but okay. he, I think he was just exhausted. He was so sick of pretending that he was right. straight sure, and like having to date Ambers or, right. and his dad owned a football team. Like I forget which football team, but he came from this oh, wow. rich family. Like his dad wanted him to be sure uh, of course. on the football team. 
And I don't mean, of course, like everyone should be straight. I just mean like <laughs> if you have a football team owning dad. Yeah, yeah. And he, they had some sort of deal when he was in high school. His dad made him play on the football team. But then to make his dad angry, he would call his uniform his cof- costume and would call halftime intermission. And... Call practice rehearsal. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just Man. Every... Every that is good thing. stuff. Yeah. And then he good, just good eventually stuff. was like, I am uh, gay. And then oh. he, he started composing musicals. And now he lives on like some sort of artist commune in Australia. Like he's this. Good for him. Yeah. He's amazing. He's a amazing person. That's awesome. But yeah. So good they, for you, they Matt just, Sweeney. Yeah, you did it, Matt. Um, oh, and he lost a T from his name. So now he's just M-A-T. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But it's I think he earns it. He's, he's really talented yeah. and weird and cool. You got to save time. Yeah. You know, yeah. one T, <laughs> call it your costume, not your uh, helmet. We saw whatever. each other like once a year after that for a few more years. And he came to visit me in college and was just like, he was so closeted before and then came to visit me in college and was like Oscar Wilde. Right. Like, it was kind of annoying a little bit because he was, and he toned it down a little bit. But after, I was just, that. I was just thinking about the other, the other day, a, um, cause part like, uh, a big part of. Crab Kingdom, the book that I'm like promoting takes place in and around a high school like drama club. Oh, okay. um, and I was like thinking a lot about just different people and different like types in drama club. And we had this kid named uh, Jeremiah who was like my first, not the first gay person I ever knew, but the first like gay like peer that I ever had. Mm-hmm. He was like a couple years older than me when I was like a freshman. And you would have sworn that for all the world, even though it's like thinking back and it's like, this kid was like 16. You would have sworn for all the world that he was like a fully grown, uh, like gay playwright in the eighties <laughs> who was like just on his like last hurrah. You know what I mean? Like, because you wore like a lot of like big, like bulky, like silk scarves and really elaborate, like purple, like dark purple sunglasses. I feel like I remember maybe I'm just projecting them emotionally. He was wearing really dark, like purple, like sunglasses all the time. Um, and I just remember him say, and he did like makeup and stuff. And he was just like, you almost want to know at a certain point, you're like, where are you getting this stuff? Cause it was before the internet. Yeah. It was, I think before a lot of, you know, sort of, you know, I guess not before depictions of gay people in media, but before like almost even vaguely realistic depictions of gay people in media, or maybe right. not even that, but that we would be exposed to because we were in high school yeah, yeah. or it seems like, but like, I remember him saying to one of the girls, he was doing makeup for somebody before a play. And I remember him saying to one of the girls that he was doing makeup. I was like, what people forget about Marilyn is she was a big girl. She was, a, and I was like, "How do you know what people forget about Marilyn? Where is this coming?" It was like, and, and thinking back on it, I was like, "That dude was a fucking rock star." Yeah, because like to was be in like out? suburban like, Arizona, he he was gay? I don't know if he said, "I don't." I, I mean, it, it just seemed it wasn't. It was something that everyone. I don't know if he was like if he was out. I mean, it was definitely something that everyone was like, "Yeah, Jeremiah is gay," but it was like matter of fact. It was like, "Oh, fucking." I mean, I never witnessed it. I'm sure yeah. there was torment sure, but i never sure. witnessed it but it's like to, even if you're not explicitly like i'm gay like to be that person in yeah. high school in yeah. like suburban arizona and granted to me it didn't seem like the most hateful awful environment is just kind of floating around like doing plays and stuff but that was so cool that he yeah. he did that and also yeah. just like the fact that he was so precociously flamboyant <laughs> was mm-hmm. just like it's just like man good for you jeremiah wherever you are he's probably Host to sing it at Applebee's uh, <laughs> across the street from from Amber's TGI Fridays, uh, or maybe not. Maybe he's out there. He maybe he's at that artist colony. I don't know. Oh, it's great. 
Yeah, that is great. And he's That's- dropped in a letter from his name. He's just Jemiah now. <laughs> Jemiah. Jemiah. <laughs> you gotta save time. Uh, hey guys, commercial time. Um, please continue to go to feralaudio.com and uh, donate to the podcast. If you donate $10, I'll send you a postcard. If you donate $50, I'll send you a painting. Also, keep those reviews on iTunes coming. Those are great reviews. Yay! Bye. Whoa! Hey! Hey! Oh, hey, Aaron. How's it going? Oh, uh, I just thought I would come into your plug right now because I have a yeah. plug of my own. And like, as my grandma used to say, when it's plug-in time, plug away. Uh, she was big into promoting things. <laughs> She's Don Draper, actually. Wow. Um, yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, but uh, yeah, so my um, my new uh, novel, uh, Crap Kingdom, is coming out a week from when this uh, premieres. Um, on March 7th and if people pre-order it before March 7th uh, I will write their names into a custom rap song that I will then perform on YouTube I know where can I pre-order it? Uh, you can go to crapkingdom c-r-a-p kingdom.com and uh, uh, for all the the special pre-ordering instructions that will allow me to write your name into a custom rap song it's very easy uh, and and, uh, then you'll be immortalized forever in the hollowed halls of of, hit, of rap them. Well, and you're an excellent rapper. Thank you very much. For I, I'm gonna post your your. your oh, sweet. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, Grandma, I think I did you proud with this plug. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're resting somewhere, somewhere better than this. Oh God, you don't know where your grandmother? Is? No, she's alive. She's cool. She's oh, in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. I just mean like I hope she's taking a nap. <laughs> oh, good. I, I think old people are tired in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's not gonna make you tired. Reading Crap Kingdom. Yay! Yay! Like, it's so funny, like, when, when we're kids, we try to hide, or kids tend to try to, you know, everyone's hiding how weird they are, or what makes them different, because we're, everybody's just struggling so much to be part of the pack. Right. But, like, if you just answer all those lingering questions, especially if it's about your sexuality, you're like, I'm just going to wear butterfly wings. Like, right. I, I'm just going to do that. And then you, if you accuse me of being gay, I'll be like, well, I accused myself of that this morning, and that's right. why I <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. I, I'm, I... If there are any eight-year-olds listening, just go just for it. Just do it. Why not? <laughs> well, hmm. Um, I think it's time for uh, a new segment. Sure. Um, called Aaron and Dan's Dumb Fight Corner. Cue the music <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> so, uh, okay, DC. Um, so, uh, so Dan is my so Dan is my boyfriend, and we live together. We have a great relationship, but sometimes we have dumb fights. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're just leaving space in case there was uh, something. Yeah. Um, so last night after after Harmontown, um, Dan and I went to the drawing room as we normally do. Harmontown is his podcast. Uh, his live show and we were uh, we were hanging out with a, with a lot of people there we were both kind of tired and we had said earlier on the way over there we were talking about how happy we are and how content we both are and we were talking very lovingly about oh. it being so great to have like a partner to you know sure do things not do things with necessarily but just like experience life together totally. and how just relaxed and we feel like we found each other and now we're just now it's it's we're just enjoying the ride man so anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was great. All right, so segment over. Great. great. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> we, so we were having this like magical, magical night. We go to the bar. We're having a great time. We're about to leave the bar, and uh, 
and Dan and I kind of look at each other from across the room and give each other the like, yeah, we're tired, re- ready to go. And we uh, were walking out of the bar and he's like, yeah, he's like, let's uh, let's go back home and watch uh, Die Hard 4. And I was like, OK, cool. Um, don't think anything of it. We go back to the house. We order Chinese food and we uh, we go we go up to the room and I was like, OK, so Die Hard 4. And he said, uh, uh, no, I said Indiana Jones 4. Which I had registered as weird because we've been watching all the Indiana Jones movies. Mm. But he just said Die Hard 4. And I was like, all right, well, let's watch a dumb right. movie. Fine. Like, it didn't. But I remember thinking it's weird that he wants to watch Die Hard 4 and not Indiana Jones 4. Mm, right, and so, right, right. And he was like, he no. was like, I'm just in the mood for any four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any four. Yeah. Let's make the Indiana Jones thing Star Wars, on. A New Hope. Whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter. So he, so he said, uh, no, why would I, why would we watch Die Hard 4? Let's mm. watch Indiana Jones 4. And I was like, Oh, okay, I know it's funny because you said Die Hard, Die Hard Four, and he was like, "No, I didn't. Why would I? Why would I say that? I didn't say Die Hard Four. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, you, you did. I, right? I don't care. We can right. watch Indiana Jones for it." And he's like, "That's that's really weird that you. This is this is kind of upsetting, mm-hmm. Aaron." He did say, "I want to watch Bruce Willis in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull." <laughs> so I think that may be where it was was where the confusion came in. Oh man! So then he kind of like I don't know in a weird way like he was sure that he had said Indiana Jones for right. So then he was upset because either I was lying for some reason, <laughs> uh, which is uh, retarded. What does she love Justin Long? Why does she want to watch this movie? So <laughs> yeah, bad? why is she abandoning it so quickly? Like, why, why not just say right. I want to watch a die mm. hard for, um, or I, or I'm accidentally lying. And I just have this crazy memory that invents things. Either way, it was like disturbing to him. And he was kind of looking at me in this weird way. And then I got upset because I was like, whoa, like I did not, you said Die Hard 4, who cares? Like, right. You're having a great night. Don't look at me yes. weird. <laughs> and then he's like, Ugh, it's fine. It's fine. Everything, whatever you, whatever I have to say, whatever I have to say to make this fine. I was like, well, apologize for being dumb. And right. like, it'll be fine. He's like, oh, fine. I apologize. But it's one of those things where you're like, oh, he's just apologizing to get through it. He still thinks that he's right. It's fine. And it's all fine. But that was our dumb fight. That's great. What do you think? I think, <laughs> well, my girlfriend has a photographic is the wrong. I don't know whatever. What is, I don't know what the um, auditory equivalent of a photographic memory is. McGathy style memory. Yeah. Okay. There, it's called a McGathy style memory. So your memory is an unimpeachable steel trap. Um, no, but she remembers everything. Right. anyone's ever said oh wow including like before we were even dating when we were just like friends or we vaguely knew each other like everything that we've ever said to each other anything anyone's ever said so wow. and she's proven it on a number of occasions yeah. um both annoying and not like uh like we were one we uh were flipping channels and i was like oh shame yeah not a great movie and she's like, oh, really? Because I remember when we got in a big fight about how you thought it was great. And I, like when we first went to go see it, and I didn't like it very much. <laughs> and I was stupid for not liking it and blah, 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 blah. And I, she's proven it on a number of occasions to the point where I, the problem is now I can't really have, I can still do, I, I, I kind of understand where Dan's coming from. I can still do the thing where I'm like, why are we talking about this? This is, I want to have said the thing that I said. Right. right. Yeah. Or the thing that I want to have said. I want to have said the thing that I meant to say, not the thing that I did say. Or I right. want to have right. said something different. Yeah. And to the point where I'm like, I did. I did say that. But then she's like <laughs> proven it. on. So I, I don't really have any recourse with her if she is like, you said this. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging that I may have misspoken, but this right. is what you said. How does that how does that affect fights? Does she win every fight by default? No, because not, not all fight fights are about. about yeah, exactly. Like, like I think that you know. Um, uh, but 
when it if it if if it comes down to who if it comes down to a who said what sort of thing, right? I would have to. It's not that I would just have to give up right away, but I would have to be like, well, I said something different, but also just knowing, like, no, she's probably right. I probably yeah. did say what she remembers me saying, and then just have to act like I haven't acknowledged on many occasions that she has a McGathy style <laughs> auditory uh, memory. Um, but yeah, I. I feel like a lot of fights, uh, at least in my experience, aren't don't come from like giant fucking huge swirling weather patterns of like completely different opinions or different Mm -hmm. whatever. It's from those little weird things where you sort of trip over each other's like shoelaces or something in a a verbal way. Or then you're like, why are we talking about why is this? And then it's just weird. And then you're just arguing about arguing at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last night certainly was an argument about arguing. Um, yeah, I, I was just so upset that he thought that I was lying about something so stupid. <laughs> or I don't even know if he thought I was lying. I don't know, all semantics. Right. So you've been dating your girlfriend for a little Almost over a year, a year and a half. Almost yeah. a year and a half. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh- <laughs> hey, if you see my relationship around, call, call the station and say... DC's relationship is the one that pays. Um, we'll send you a T-shirt of me and my girlfriend. <laughs> when you did, you guys meet via some uh, gesture or no, no gesture. <laughs> Not that I remember. We we've known each other for a really long time. She is four years my junior. When you say it like that, it sounds super creepy. Four years my junior. We live in a retirement home together. She's a little filly. Uh, she's seventy-two years young. Um, but, um, we, uh, uh, she was in, she was like a freshman in college at the school that I went to right after I had graduated. And I came back and, uh, like coached their like improv team that she was on, like the psychology improv group when she was a freshman, she was like the new girl. Professor Steve. Um, yeah. Right. Um, no, but like, uh, that was, this is many, many years ago. Um, and, uh, I just remember thinking like, oh, that she's cute. Mm-hmm. And then, but we didn't really, I mean, we never like talked like one-on-one or whatever. Um, there was probably some light to moderate Facebook stalking as nice. there will have to be. Yeah. Um, standard. Th- yeah. That's just, that's just, stand- that's just SOP. It's your um, own fault if you go out with somebody and then find out that they, uh, they're a terrible. Th- what is that? Yeah. What, what, who would ever do that? <laughs> who would ever not know yeah. a lot about, I feel like especially now and especially amongst our sort of peer group, like everyone's on, I mean, not everyone, that's such a fucking sheltered thing to say, but like, if, if like, let's say uh, it's like, if you're a comedian or a, 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 an actor or somebody in Los Angeles, it's like people put out a lot of things mm-hmm. about themselves, even, and, 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 and just people in, 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 in general, I feel like we all put out so much about ourselves that like, yeah, I feel like if you didn't Google someone, that would be weird. Although the most LA experience I ever had, I was like acting in this like pilot and one of the other actors in the thing said to this actress in the thing, he was like, he's like, Oh, I, um, I saw, I Googled you. I saw the blah, 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 blah. Um, and she was like, what? He's like, yeah, I just, go- I Googled like everyone that's in the thing. Just, you want to know about them and yeah, whatever yeah. you Google them, just figure out who you're in the thing with. She's like, that's weird. And he's like, what? Well. And she's like, why would you ever Google someone? And then this girl sitting next to her was like, yeah. If I want to know something about someone, I'll just IMDb them. <laughs> and I was like, this is so intensely, intensely LA. Uh, was she older? 
They were both they were both in their late twenties. Okay, that's so weird and mean. Why would you make someone feel bad? Right, he and he wasn't saying like I googled you and then yeah. I hacked into the dark web to find out he how to target a drone at your house. Yeah, yeah exactly. About what your genitals might look like, <laughs> and, and so this I... is my sketch. <laughs> Am I close? Hmm. Um, like, I think that's weird. I think yeah. that's inappropriate. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Have guys have boundaries? Um, <laughs> but but also, um, what a fun exercise! Right, if you start yeah, totally. dating somebody or you like somebody, just draw what you think it looks like, and right. then a year. And and then, in. right, have <laughs> put it in an envelope, fold it up, put it in a Paddington Bear book, <laughs> um, or like Pat the Bunny, or whatever. Any, 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 any book with like a tactile element to it. Um, uh, but oh, what were we? Oh yeah. So, but just like no, I feel like there's we all put so much shit out there. I don't. I feel like that's kind of the the part of the fun of dating nowadays. It gets yeah. such a bad rap, but like you go and you look at their shit. Yeah, totally. they're putting it out there. I feel like it's one thing if you like have your movie hacker friend in his like hacker lair with a skateboard ramp like like <laughs> hack in and find out where their parents live and stuff that's a little much but or maybe yeah maybe googling someone's parents is a little weird or like don't family. google yeah exactly don't google parents right because yeah. i feel like the parents <laughs> the parents probably Ready have the their <laughs> the parents probably have their computer rigged up in such a terrible parents don't know how computers work way that they'll probably know immediately when you google them it'll probably call their home their <laughs> land, their landline somehow <laughs> um, you, you know in this time where when we tend to just date one person at a time and like <laughs> why is that funny uh, or, or, or I mean, like in this, like now we, you know, our parents used to go on dates with like, you know, I'm seeing Johnny on Monday and oh. Curtis on Tuesday and it was fine. But now like what we tend to like. That's OK. That's a, it's an interesting point. Sure. Or, or you know, you you casually. I guess I didn't think of it as being distinct from. Right. But you're right. Well, I mean, because we're 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 open. We're more open. uh sexually sure and i don't know if that necessarily means that we're having more sex than our parents did but i think it's it's more socially acceptable we're certainly having less sex underneath boardwalks <laughs> true um but like now i i, I think that uh i don't know now now I, like i have like someone in my brain that's like no that's not true because blah, blah, blah. but um yeah i think i think that we are mostly I don't know. Maybe because we're having sex with well now now I don't know. Do you feel like you feel like now because they're also it's it would be difficult to do that without seeming sleazy because you're on social networking stuff like No, I mean I mean that like we are protecting our investments our investment being our time right. by really like looking somebody up. But it probably has more to do with that stuff being available and those are things that you used to have to find out via their friends or, right 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 which right. is kind of like more which is more creepy and dishonest because you're not or maybe a little bit more honest because they have less control over that information than they do well it's that like asking for thing. like a reference in yeah, a job yeah. interview you know what yeah. i mean it's like the person if they you know got fired from their last job for you know i don't know whatever stealing janitorial supplies mm -hmm. like they're not going to put that on their resume Right. You would have to ask their previous employer to like find out. Yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> they were stealing mops, huh? Weird. <laughs> um, but like, um, but yeah, I mean, um, I, I, well, we're I, I, it's connected. tough though because it's then a first date is like 
I, I don't know. I feel like that's probably somebody's somebody's bit. Um, but like first dates are kind of like why? I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah. I know weird, but even though first dates are great, yeah, I love first date. But the it, but just like you know, if if somebody's on on Twitter and talks about their own personal life a lot on Twitter, and oh my boss just said this, or oh so and so in the next cubicle over said that, and then when you come home, if you're dating that person, then it's like they're like oh so and so, and you're like yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Um, so there, there are these weird exchanges that go on. I feel like, um, but yeah, when back when I was dating, it's like that's kind of part of if you like somebody and you're like going out with them, then then part of almost it's like you get to like sort of subscribe to their newsletter, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh look at them, they said a funny thing or whatever, or 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 they or they said something that you're like, "Eh," and then you're like, "Eh," next time, and then you're a little more on on your guard in a weird way, yeah. Or maybe you're like you're reading too much into this, which is normally the truth for me. Uh, as I'm reading too much into it, but anyway, so my girlfriend and I, so I, uh, light Facebook, light, light to moderate Facebook stalking. Um, and then, uh, a couple years went by and, uh, I was, uh, me and my comedy group went to do this comedy festival in upstate New York. So it's like, there's a couple professional groups of which we were one. And by professional, I mean, we had many briefcases and, um, cause that's funny. That's funny. Um, um and, uh, and her group was in like, we, they were like student, they were like a student group still. And so I ended up like hanging out with her at like a party all night. She was like, Oh, I always thought you were cool. And, 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 and she was like, I always thought you were cool and whatever. And then we ended up making out in a closet like you do. Um, yeah. And then, uh, she still lived in New York and I was out here in LA already. So we would kind of keep in touch on and off and, and had like, not really like a long distance relationship, but just like a, um, you know, sort of, Long distance, like flirtation, talk to each other on the phone sometimes. Um, and then she, when she moved out here, uh, after she graduated, we started dating and we've been going out ever since. All right. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and then just, and just under the boardwalk 24 <laughs> seven. Um, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I think, uh, I was talking about this earlier this week in some other context that I can't remember, but like. It was, it's my first like really long-term relationship in a long time. It's mm-hmm. probably coming up. It's going to be my longest relationship, uh, in a couple of months. Uh, and, um, like, and, how, and like since high you? school, I'm sorry. How old are you? I'm 28. Right. So like once it's more than a year and a half, that will be like my longest relationship. Wow. Since high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've been working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Know I said it like that. No. Um, <laughs> You, yeah, why did you pour me a drink of water out of a spigot? Oh, you've been working so hard. Um, Relax. I'm suddenly wearing overalls. Um, how did you do that? But <laughs> My boobs just got huge and lower. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, we're both whittling now. This is bizarre. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I was not, not even messed up by, but I had a, a friend of mine when I was in, in college, which was, I would do tons of shit all throughout college, like a lot of comedy stuff. And in addition to schoolwork, which was easy because it was art school. Um, and, uh, this friend of mine, I remember there was a girl that I started dating and, and as will happen sometimes, um, fucking super nice, super cool, but like just didn't, it wasn't really like there. Right. Like it was on paper totally working, but it's just like, ah, it just doesn't really, and where it was like a debate of whether I should go on like a third date with this person or not. And my friend, uh, this girl that was also in my comedy group was like, she was like, relationships are a lot of work. 
And do you really want to put in that much work with somebody that you're not yeah. that into? And I was like, oh, yeah, they are. And it was something about putting it in that sort of mercantile, like, the idea of it being work. Yeah. As opposed to it just being like the sort of like, ah, the end of a hard day. <laughs> Cuddle up in a bearskin with my <laughs> with my woman. Um, the, uh, the, the idea of it actually being something you had to put work into. I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. With that person. Um, and then it, with, you know, people and, and, and people that I dated afterward as, as well, where you kind of reach that threshold and you go like, hi. And then I think almost led me sometimes to there might have been situations where if I had probably stuck around, it probably maybe would have developed into something. But I okay. had such an itchy trigger finger in terms of being like, I don't know if I want to, like, mm-hmm. make this a bigger deal. And then also, I think I was just like almost in a way that I think guys and girls can be often overly self-conscious about hurting people in a way that sometimes ends up hurting people more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to like, and, and, it, and at least in my case, and I think for a lot of dudes, I think it was coming from a sincere place, mm-hmm. but it does end up being a real fucking fuck you sometimes in terms yeah. of just being like, look, I don't want to, it's like, why can't we, why can't it just be easy mm-hmm. and either succeed or fail on its own merits rather than somebody at the beginning being like, look, I'm being shipped off to war. <laughs> and by war, I mean I do many, many dick dick videos on the internet. Sketch, dick sketch videos. Dick sketch videos. Dick sketch videos. Um, so. I mean, I should say men and women both do that, obviously. But it's less about, can we just say that it is, it is less about us worrying about hurting someone's feelings and more about us not wanting to be disliked. Sure. Hated. We sure. Always like, no, but, but I'm such a loving. Right. And exactly. And then yeah. and then you end up, as I often did. And this is why Scott Pilgrim is a fucking great movie, um, because it sort of gives the lie to the myth of like the nice guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which I'm, I'm very big into being like, nice guys. It's a fucking it's kind of a myth. It's like there are guys yeah. who are nice. Yeah. But the idea of this guy just being, oh, hey, I'm just too sensitive. And then I don't know what to do. And I fuck things up. It's like, no, you kind of are. A dick after yeah. after a yeah. while, and I definitely yeah. was a dick after a while for sure. Um, uh, but but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like you try to let that person down easy, but then that the fucking gross, weird, mechanical condescension of that ends up like probably hurting them way worse than if you just like let sort of things take whatever course they're going to take. Or yeah. if you're willing to actually come out and just straight up be a dick, which right. a lot of times in the long run, I mean, and there are many, many forms of dickery, but I feel like the willingness to just like l- get out of someone's life mm-hmm. and let them hate you mm-hmm. is yeah. a lot, goes a lot further and is actually a lot healthier in a sort of ripping the band off bandaid off kind yeah. of way than being like, I just want to like, totally. Well, and still- once, once they get over the cold, that is being attracted to you. They'll be they'll appre- appreciate. They'll appreciate I compare that. being attracted to me to the movie Contagion. <laughs> Most people who are attracted to me have eaten something that like was processed through a bat. <laughs> uh, and they can't get over it, right? <laughs> they die and then they end up in a bag and then Jude Law is there. He's wearing a weird suit. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the... God damn it. Just everybody just be honest with people and break up with people. It sucks. It sucks. But it is way better because you can you it's torture. We've all been there. Like just waiting. You talked about you mentioned uh, like reading into someone's Facebook page. If someone's leading you on or if someone's right. like just not calling and then you see you see a picture of them at a party and you're like, wait, but like you, you said that. Totally. Uh, what, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
thankfully i always had the the excuse that was like it was pretty true of like i gotta do this thing right i don't have time well that's um, yeah that's convenient that's nice but also but it got it, it kind of it it, it it there were definitely some things that got messed up because of it like i i i uh, like at the end of college i started going out with this this girl that was much older she was like i was 22 and she was uh 32 which was interesting awesome um, cause I have, I, I, and I still believe to this day that like, like women, single women in their thirties are like these wonderful, like islands of self, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like they've yeah. really had to like, totally. they've worked hard to be wherever they are and they probably have a career going and they have their whole thing and yeah. they've had a history and they've sort of, their personality isn't just a collection of like things that are like, wouldn't it be interesting if I like these different things? It's like. <laughs> That would be, you know, like yeah, they actually yeah. are, they know actually what they like and who they right. are. You hear that, Bridget Jones? Pull yourself yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't island. pull yourself away from the edge of reason, Bridget Jones. <laughs> Go back from the edge. Uh, was the edge in that? Um, from YouTube? Um, hey, who, likes, who likes Bridget Jones' <laughs> sequel jokes? Everyone? Great. Um, but, but yeah, like, so I, and it was kind of in the most intense period of, doing stuff with my comedy group because we were gearing up to make our, our, our movie that we made, uh, Mystery Team. And so she had a career. And now that I kind of have more of what I would term a career, I understand the desire of someone who has a career to like come home at the end of the day and have something like have a like ritual, have a thing that you do. It's like, Hey, I'm going to come up at the end of the day. Then we're going to watch a movie. Then we're going to maybe fool around. Then we're going to go to sleep or whatever and have that to sort of be kind of a, a, a stable and steady thing. Whereas I was kind of like still coming off of just being a total college, you know, knuckle fuck, but then also just being someone who had never had really a personal life and would just be like, Oh yeah. Oh, you want to hang out tonight? Okay. Well, um, I have a meeting with my comedy group at 10 PM and that might go, it might, it could be really short. It could go to like whatever. So I'll kind of like, oh, you just, yeah. we'll just keep in touch. Yeah. So okay, cool. <laughs> stay home. You do nothing. Yeah. And then, so the... it's like, if, and then that person oh, gets a, enough texts at two 30 being like, Oh, come over at three. And they're like, I have to get up at nine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and then it just eventually, and then she eventually had to jujitsu me into breaking up with her. Yeah. Uh, she had to kind of like, she was like, you don't want to do this. And, and it, it's a bummer because we both like each other, but she was like, you don't really, you don't really want to do this. Yeah. And then she had to sort of like do the like stop hitting yourself equivalent of a breakup, you know what right, I mean? Where right. she just <laughs> had to actually pick up my hand and hit me with it and be like, break up with me. Um, which was because I otherwise I was just gonna keep being a shithead, yeah, and showing up, you yeah. know. Um, so yeah. so it's like it's a tough balance to strike, but I I feel like I'm working towards striking it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh huh. Totally. I don't know. What do you? What's yeah, your yeah. take on the work or the work life balance? On the work life balance. Yeah. Oh, um. Uh. Hmm. Well, this is something I think about a lot. Yeah. Well, do you, hmm. it's in what way? Like in the, well, I don't know. I mean, just as a, like, cause I feel like everyone in LA is like, or not everyone in LA, but like a lot of people in LA are, 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 are very ambitious and very mm-hmm. career minded. Yeah. Um, and that's n- not something that people feel like they have to, or, and I, don't think that they have to like apologize for if they're open right, about right, it. Right. Um, and I would definitely classify myself as that. Like I think of myself as being a super, 
super almost cartoonishly ambitious person mm-hmm. who watches Citizen Kane and goes, yep, that's yep. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> look, yep. Looks good. Um, I've only seen the first half. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I've seen the whole thing many times. I love it. Uh, I'm growing fatter by the second. Um, but, and there were many years where I was just like, I don't, if it's between that and having like a happy personal life, mm-hmm. no contest. Right. Right. No contest. Run a newspaper every day of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then now that I'm in a like relationship that, that, it functions, my working life functions well as relates to my relationship and my relationship functions well as relates to my working life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I have both of these. And I don't think I would be as happy with either one of them if I didn't have both of them. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't, if I only had my career and something cool happened to me and then I came home and I had no one to tell about it or if something fucked up happened to me and I came home and there was nobody to commiserate about it with or right. if there was nobody there to for it to matter to besides myself. Um, and likewise, if there was nobody there for to matter to me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what's going on with them. Um, it's almost, it makes it, 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 um, it's like sort of a, um, what do you want to, what do you call it? Like a, uh, there's like, it's like a physics thing where there's like these, um, molecules or atoms or I think all of them or that or there's some it's like a quantum physics thing where it's like there are these 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 electrons or something that are in a million places that literally physically exist in a million places at once until they're being observed Mm. and when they're being observed they're in one place like it's actually the fact that someone is observing them observing them actually dictates where they are Mm. um and and they become centered and become one thing whereas when they're not being observed they're everywhere um, and I feel like a good relationship ideally makes you feel observed. Mm. Like it makes you feel yeah. real. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's so much, I feel like, again, not to keep harping on LA, but like particularly in LA or if you're doing a lot of different things and you're running around, and you're trying to sort of like, quote unquote, like make it happen. You can feel very dissolute, very at loose ends and very yeah. kind of like, what am I even? Yeah. And then if you have that somebody, hopefully, ideally in a good way, it kind of makes you feel like I am this. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I think that you and I might be, um, opposite in that way like we're the same age I um like I my tendency has always been to uh to work really hard until I um fall in love with somebody and then I'm just like that that's my entire like my entire passion my entire thing like I've and I've really in past relationships have just totally subsumed yourself yes and have just like instead of you know writing a sketch for a show I was going to do I was like well I really should make him a card Re- right, really right, right. or no, like no, get, yeah, or yeah. get really consumed sure. by these projects totally. um, I I work really hard as a girlfriend and then um this resentment you know rears its ugly head where I'm like oh god like I 
I'm not, I'm only concerned with like my boyfriend's things. And it, it also, you know, it's been a problem in past relationships. And it's not really, it's not happening, happening in this relationship for several reasons. But like in past relationships, I've, you know, they've been attracted to me because like all of my last relationships, we've started dating because we met doing a show or he right. saw me do a show right. or um, saw something I made. Like that's where it started. And then I started. That's why we get into the arts, kids. <laughs> um, and then I, I, uh, my last relationship, especially, I just became really like he, he was really passionate about making it, you know, sure. as an actor. And so then I was passionate about him making it. Sure. And just stopped working on my own stuff, like started doing shows that he was doing and really like to all of my friends were like, what are you doing? What is going on? And then it it ended up, I mean, I just, I just disappeared basically. Right. And it ended terribly. And he, like one of the things he cited in a like relationship wrap up email that he sent me. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, a couple things. Didn't work, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you can put your comments in red. Uh, <laughs> send it back. He, uh, he said in that email, um, and you know, this isn't the point of the story, but also like the point of that email was because he was, he was feeling guilty and wanted to like, kind of like, you know, put a spin on everything sure, that happened. Of course. But he said that it was very, Again, being your own James Carville. Yeah. <laughs> he said it was very, uh, frustrating that I like at one point he was he he was uh, applying to write on SNL and I this I, I helped him with all his sketches last year so all his sketches um <laughs> uh, but again like just just the, you like the I should have been applying his, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah right. but I, I you know what he he was using my concepts for sketches and then I was helping him with his sketches and and then. You know, after he sent it off, I said what I I thought we were being I thought everything was very romantic and fine. And I was like, so like, you know, if you get this job, like we had been dating for like a year and a half. I was like, you know, if you get this job, I'd like to move to New York with you. Yeah. Yeah, And he was just kind of like, huh, (laughs) you know, and that's one of the things he cited in the email. He was like, when you said you wanted to move to New York, like it was clear to me. Like you had stopped working on anything that you were working on anymore. Mm. And I was like, I'm not ready for that. I don't want that. So, yeah. So that's been my tendency. And I've done that before. um, And so and it's painful for me to think of all of the time lost on cards and videos and all of these things that I put so much energy into for boyfriends and right. because, and I don't, I, I don't really know why that is probably, probably fear. Like I'm too afraid of, to work on my own stuff and it's much more comforting and easy to work on stuff for another person. So my struggle is always like, no, keep on working on your own stuff. Right. The reason why this relationship is different is because I think, you know, Dan, my boyfriend is, in an established place. Like he's not like right. we're in very different places career wise. And so he's just 100% supportive. Right. And, uh, reminds me that I need to continue to work on my own stuff. And I'm not, con- I'm not consumed by his pursuits per se, because it's there. Like 
he has a lot and he's doing a lot, but like he's, you know, if you're struggling, I think a big thing and I think a big thing for young men or like men in their 20s, like if you're if you're like, God, why did I get this audition? Or like, well, I got to go hang out with Aaron. I got to go to dinner with my girlfriend. And then you're, you're kind of like, why am I not making it? Or like, what's going wrong? And you're like, well, if I didn't have this girlfriend, I would be spending all my time on my career. Right. And then they start resenting that girlfriend. But that doesn't happen in my current relationship. Right. Totally. Yeah. And and the truth of the matter is, is you fucking wouldn't be spending all your time on your career. Yeah. Nobody nobody works as much as they think they do. It's like yeah. you would be staring at the wall and yeah. fucking yeah. jerking off. You know what I mean? Like you would be at a bar. You know what right. I mean? Like you wouldn't be you wouldn't like then plunge all that other time. That's that's kind of what has been a an interesting sort of like development for me is like the idea that it's like it's not mutually ex- it's not a zero no. it's not a zero sum thing yeah it's not like well every second that i spend with my girlfriend is a second that i'm taking away from whatever it's like you have these two different parts of yourself and yeah. they're called your career and your life yeah and there's a reason your life is called your life it's <laughs> because your life yeah um and i remember i remember my my uh uh, and this is another thing that either was good or messed me up or both. It's a, it was good. I remember telling my dad a couple years ago, cause it, there was definitely getting to be a number of Christmases of like, so no girls coming home. Great. That's cool. Hey. Uh, and like, and, 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 and to where to the point where they're breaking this, out the uh, land before uncle. time, uh, <laughs> right? where? Yeah, huh? maybe you feel something. No, you want to drop it? No. Okay. No pressure. Um, you want to drop. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, to the point where like my uncle, uh, Tommy was, who's like super duper, like fucking Larry King style, like interrogator at every family function. At one point was like talking to some other relative at this dinner that we're all eating. And then turns to me, he's like, so DC, a girlfriend, no time, <laughs> no time. Like perfect interview structure, like girlfriends, no time. Not in a way of being like, in a way of being like accusatory, like what? No time. But being like, yeah, so no time. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right. Uh, which was which was great, but like so, I was. After Meanwhile, you're like you're untangling Nintendo cords. You're like no time. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no time. Uh, no. Uh, working on oh, working hard. Um, but um, uh, t- telling my dad about like having a you know I'd recently gone through some like breakup or something or some or or, or something that didn't even something that totally the space shuttle challenger itself. You know what I mean? Like was like, here we, nope, never mind. <laughs> space shuttle uh, challenged her. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, and that things were going good career wise, but not in the, in the, in a personal sense. And he was like, yep, that, that happens, but they have a way of switching places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, sometimes it'll be going great in your personal life. And then not, and then it's like, th- that just is gonna, happen yeah um well and sometimes your relationship can really like make your career grow in a like i know like with dan we both have done so many projects in the last year that are a result of us hanging out and talking or us helping each other with certain things or inspiring certain ideas like so so many different things well it's it's, just someone to useful talk to yeah that's That's all a girlfriend is Uh, i mean uh, you know don't be afraid hey don't be afraid of girlfriends podcast listeners um but no you're 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 totally right and that's not to say 
Um, cause there are, are so many times in my life where I fall victim to being like, no, you should do it. It's actually really great for your career. Um, which just feels like anytime it feels like the equivalent of like having a friend that's just like entirely too, not health obsessed, but like entirely too just like, yeah. And it's actually really low in gluten or whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah. just, I just like it cause it tastes good. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, but it's, and it's like, well, that's not the whole reason I'm eating it. I just like right, it. Right. You're like, right. Yeah. But and you're like, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And so I'm victim of the victim of, uh, you know, I, I sort of fall victim to doing that in terms of like, yeah, but it's actually really great for your work or your whatever. And not seeing these things as like, it's only good if it's good for your, your, your career or whatever, but you're totally right. Like there is just that having someone there to kind of, you know, um, just fucking talk about shit and move forward yeah. in your yeah. own emotional life and, and, and realize things about yourself. God forbid, you know, um, uh, and then that, that's where all the good stuff comes from. And then also too, it's like, God, I, I got to stop, keep uh, making this about career shit, but it's like, no. I have become alternately more excited when something good happens to me and something and, 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 and disappointed when something not good happens to me because I am either super looking forward to, or sort of dreading then telling my partner yeah. about that yeah. you know what I mean sure yeah. like when so it's like I now if something sweet happens to me I can't wait to call my girlfriend and be like hey this thing happened and she's so it's like excited in a way that I never allowed myself to get oh um because I was where I was like in trying to insulate myself from disappointment right um although the truth of the matter is not to be all Deepak Chopra about shit but like when you insulate yourself from disappointment you also insulate yourself from being able to fully experience joy if something good happens whoa does dc stand for deepak, deepak chopra what oh. i wish i knew how he talked i would do an impression of him right now but i don't um <laughs> yeah he's a he's a like the swedish chef <laughs> <laughs> um he has hands like mine um uh but but yeah so it it, it it's greg uh, i don't know what what we're sort of uh moving towards here but like i was something it was something i was always very nervous about and afraid of and um and would sort of call abort the mission before yeah you know what i mean like yeah. i gave things a chance sometimes and with this thing and there were a number of times and it was funny i like early on even in this relationship like there was like like started to get certain sort of like wait but like looking for little rip cords that I normally would have pulled, mm -hmm. which I would always give myself because I was afraid of commitment. Yeah. And then talking to a friend of mine and just have her being like, don't do it. You always do this. Just yeah. don't. Yeah. Just do it. Just stick it out. Yeah. And I did. And it continued. It, it, it is great. It's great. great. And like, yeah. and, and you end up, I was saying this again the other day in some other context that again, I can't remember, but like something that's neat that I've discovered about relationships is like every, not discovered. I'm not like the first, but I'm not the fucking Francisco da Gama of the shit, but <laughs> um, that's a more obscure conquistador for those of you who love conquistadors um, <laughs> for the true fans uh, it, it is like every beginning of a relationship looks pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why so many of us get caught in a thing of like, going on a bunch of dates, right. you, have, you have a crush on the guy, you give him a weird nickname, <laughs> then something weird happens and it, it's over. Because that is all just, that's a very, a script that we all know really well that pretty much anyone can play the other part in right. with very, with ease. 
Oh, he said something kind of funny. He looked uh, uh, in a cool way, you know, uh, had a weird thing that made me think that he's deeper than he actually is. <laughs> I'm still weird in, in mental competition with other uh, dudes. Um, but um, <laughs> but like and then and then something happens and you guys don't go out anymore. Um, but every once you actually get into like a long term relationship, every one of them is different. And it's kind of neat to discover what yours is mm-hmm. as you go further and further into it. Yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can't can't really see what the bloom of the flower looks like unless no. you give it light to let it grow. Exactly. I would have probably made a Pokemon <laughs> reference, but that works too. <laughs> no, you're 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 right. Yeah, you the more time that you spend together, your relationship really takes shape and because it comes its own thing. That's interesting. I haven't really thought about that before. Is this over really right. is this overly are we being overly optimistic? I feel like we're going out of this feels terrible territory. <laughs> it's like this feels okay. Caution this this feels cautiously optimistic. Well, you know, the the higher we we rise emotionally, the, the, the further we can fall. You know, that's right. So well, what's the whole insulating so the yourself terrible, thing? The terrible thing that I feel now is like you know, occasionally great fear that you know something bad's going to happen. Right. Or oh, yeah, all day. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of that stuff because you've you've like, God, gotta stop using fucking business terminology. But like invested. Hmm. Yeah. In someone, and then you're like, that's where all, my whole heart is. Yes. And if something yes. happens to that, yeah. then I will be emotionally ruined yeah. and destitute yeah. emotionally. Um, and that is a terrible feeling. For sure. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. You don't really have a choice. I mean, you do, but you kind of have to, you have to fucking ante up. And it's cool. To quote I mean, it's a cool big that dog t-shirt, like no risk, no reward. That's right. Big dogs. Big do- <laughs> guys, when Life's it comes to rough. when it comes to love, if you're not a big dog, stay off the porch, you know? <laughs> or no, if you if wait, what was it? If you want to run with the big dogs, it was something like that. Stay off the porch. Uh stay on the porch. Uh, just, just get a porch. Everyone get a porch. Everyone get a porch. All right, before we end, email Please. email time. Will you help answer a, I will. A, an audience yes, question? Yes, I am not a qualified anything. I'll just You're say right. that. Okay. You know, this is this is our terrible advice segment. I've just decided. Yay. 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 Okay. Let's see. Uh, all right. I'm going to read. Uh, okay. Let's see if this is kind of relevant to what we were talking about. Okay. Sweet. Ahem. Ahem. Here we go. Um, Aaron, I sent you an email about six months ago about coming back to the U.S. after an exchange year that I had spent in France. I told you about an Australian girl I had met a few days before leaving and we started dating. Dating is in quotes. A few weeks after coming back and realizing the difficulties of long distance relationships, I realized that it wasn't going to work out. Trying to get used to life here and somehow trying to keep up with her was hard since we could never really see each other except through Skype. Another major factor was that I met someone else here, an incredibly intelligent girl with similar tastes to me. I broke up with my Australian friend and we cleared things up. We still keep in contact and care a lot about each other as friends. I started dating this other girl I had met, but that was short-lived because she didn't want to love me too much. That is in quotes. She Mm -mm. feared that once I go off to college at the end of the year, she wouldn't be able to take the change very easily and prefer breaking up than getting too close 
than getting too close. I still don't understand that. I still don't understand that too much. And every once in a while, she texts me to say how much she regrets us breaking up. She wants to remain friends and feels like she's in a better place now than when we were together. But she but still tells me every week how she's not really over me. I was her first boyfriend and still want to remain friends. But it's difficult to deal with her saying things like that to me. Is there any advice you could give me on how to handle that situation? Um, wow. Okay. So that's the girl. That's the American. That's the girl here yes. that he's talking about yeah. that, that broke up with him because she didn't want to get heartbroken when he went away to college. That's what, but yeah. now she's like, yeah, now she, now she says that she regrets it and texts him and stuff. Um, well, I think it's interesting. He doesn't say, I mean, he doesn't really say how he feels, right? which I think means that he's not too torn up over right, this breakup. Right, 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 um, right. Th- yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. that he's going like, well, she's saying that she feels this way. Should I feel something too? Am I, is this? What, yeah. What's... And I mean, to, and that's from, a confusing feeling. It's but... super confusing. Well, because you're like, am I missing out on something good here? Or also, it's just like, it's so relatively rare that anyone's like, I have feelings for you that you kind of almost yeah. feel like, wait, am I, am I missing something by not sort of taking them up on this proposition or whatever? But I feel like from from sort of her perspective, and I think we've all kind of been in a situation like that to one degree or another, a lot of times it's way, I mean, all the time, way more emotionally safe to be in a situation, leave it really quickly, and then spend a couple of years being like, but, mm-hmm. but what about... Yeah, because then you can you get it still get a charge from like sending that person a text message or an email saying like, but well, I still love you. This yeah, song yeah. reminds me of you. Or you yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who the what voice, the cartoon voice that was. But this it was song some, reminds me of you. <laughs> or some sort of spot on something. But I don't know um, it was well, me. It was and me. You, you get but, addicted to the attention. Exactly. And I, I think that, uh, you know, when it, she you said that this was her you were her first boyfriend. And I think. You know, in the beginning there, it's really hard to understand what a boyfriend is, like what 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 a relationship is, yeah. what love is. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it sounds like I mean, bottom line is it sounds like you're not too jazzed about her. Right. And I think the best if, if that's true, the best thing to do is to, you know, text her, call her or whatever and say, you know, I think you're great, but. Let's let's just be friends. Right. And let the chips fall where they may. It yeah. sounds like she might get a rush out of, you know, texting you and like stirring up the sand. Absolutely. And, like, Absolutely. Well, because it's a lot. It's yeah. it's like much safer, but you still get a lot of the the sort of emotional rush of being in a relationship or, mm-hmm. or something with yeah. somebody by keeping the hooks in them. Yeah. You know, hence the Diana Ross song. Send me free. Why don't you, babe? Get out of my life. <laughs> Yeah. Why don't you, babe? You yeah. Know? I mean, um, it could, you could just be like some, a, you could be a uh, a distraction yes. from like other things that are going on. Like she should be working on her term paper, but instead she's like, oh, I'll, t- I'll text him. I go. Text yeah. Him. Well, like it's so, it's just in general, I feel like with technology, with the, with these technologies now, guys, I mean, what, what? Uh, but like <laughs> with, with like, with like texting and stuff like that, it's really easy to always have one foot out the door in a weird way. Like not even yeah, just in relationships, yeah. but like when you're at a bar or something or at a party, it's it's easy to kind of also be somewhere else a little bit and be like, well, how is it over there? Maybe I'll go over there and actually yeah. I'm going to or yeah. whatever. Um, and I feel like and I, I, I I've been that girl for sure. I've been that person being like, hey, so and so we're not together anymore. But remember how 
whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then and and continually like uh, stirring it up and getting a bang out of that in yeah. a weird way, even though we're not together and, and we don't even necessarily, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it's a way to, if you're exactly what you described, doing other shit, still get a little of that endorphin rush of totally. like, but I like you. Well, and your parents don't, when you're a kid, your parents don't say, look, honey, at some point there's going to be someone who really likes you a lot and it's going to make you feel good or it's going to make you feel right. whatever. And then they're going to stop feeling that way. And mm, that's going to feel they're weird. Gay. Because they're gay. <laughs> everyone's gay who doesn't like you. Um, that's why there's San Francisco. It's just a city of people that don't like you. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that's an upsetting experience, but it's okay. It sounds like maybe she hasn't gone through that. And it's really confusing to because ha- everybody else in your life, if they are, for the most part, like your your parents, like they say that they love you or they like you and it, their love doesn't go away. No. So it doesn't it's it's hard to like understand, like, no, feelings fade and like things right. change and it's OK. Yeah. She just needs a new villain is the bottom line. Like, I feel like you, a lot of times you yeah. end up kind of in this cycle of feeling like, ah, oh, but that person, because there yeah. hasn't, no one new has entered the arena. She's in, she needs a new favorite mistake. Damn. Cheryl Crow, y'all. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's Cheryl Crow. For some reason, I thought that was garbage for a second. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. No, it's shit, it's about, uh, no, I don't know who it's about. Eric Warren Clapton? Beatty. Warren what? Beatty? Well, I don't know. Is it, is it? <laughs> I like, we should, I, that seems like a new party game. It's like three, two, one. Who is this Cheryl Crow song about? Because the answer is always great. Lance Armstrong. Um, it's always great. Peace to, peace to Cheryl Crow. Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> Santa Monica. God damn it. Uh, oh, boy. Well, um, uh, thanks for being on the podcast, DC. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. We did it. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Guys, that was the show. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow This Feels Terrible on Twitter, at Feels Terrible. Uh, follow us on Tumblr. The Tumblr is is run by the uh, the amazing, smart, cool, funny Caitlin Kelly. Um, shout out to Caitlin Kelly. Uh, follow her on Twitter. Follow DC Pearson on Twitter, at DC Pearson. Um, also, um, I have a, a, a batch of paintings and postcards that are about to go out if you're if you're waiting for those. And um, I uh, would really, really love it if, and I've said this before and I said this in the, in the commercial, if you would go to iTunes and review the show. So I just want to, I'm going to thank a few people who have, uh, who have reviewed the show. And if you ref- review the show, I will... Um, I'll read your name on the podcast, guys. It'll and maybe you can make your name into a marriage proposal or something, and it will be a cool story for your kids. Uh, here we go. Thank you to Rigislt, Elfo, <laughs> Elfowl Nine, Ken Four Two One One Three, Mado Bacon, Mikeed One O One, Sally Lou A, Luke, Henry Kane, uh, Pseudomode. Hondo Hondo J. <laughs> I like this name. I now I sounds like a weird alien poem. Uh, that Matt Young. Oh, Matt Young. Well, I, I, I hope it is that yeah, Matt Young. Though maybe he only gave me four stars, so I don't think it's Matt Young. I know. Okay. Um, N Walsh. Uh, Xbex fifty six ninety five. Steph West one. Isla Muhammad. Isla. That's a pretty name. Um, Mike Honor. Uh, gotta trust that guy. Sonhu, 
Brady Dale, Andy 107A, Dzamaripa. <laughs> Dustin is cringing so much that I, this, is, this is like a grandma uh, talking out how she's logging into her email. Uh, um, the password? Very, um, Josh R98, Open Windows, Estem, John Eason, The Great Mandini, <laughs> uh, Janet Morales, Kim McKay, uh, Spence Weon, Maya, Maya Mikri, JFlan17, and that is all I'm going to read for now because I am killing producer Dustin. Um, also, we're continuing our uh, Weird Amount donation contest, uh, which will end for this month on the 31st. The weirdest amount that is donated, if you go to feralaudio.com and click on This Feels Terrible, weirdest amount will get a, will get a little package from me, and it will be awesome. So think of the weirdest amount that you can think of and I will uh, I'll pick out person and I will and I'll explain why I think it's weird also uh, if you have a relationship question send it to this feels terrible at gmail.com um, also check your breaks Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.